0: somebody approached me and said, "This is fun." This is fun. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a good night. Even got Nathan with a good bit of water and he got me with it as well. So Sandra, where are you and Shannon, where are you? There you are. Hi. We didn't actually congratulate you in the church where I served after a baptism people applauded because we were so happy for you. So So these words are for you tonight. I hope tonight stays with you for a long time as a vibrant memory of a wonderful night, a new beginning in the chapter of your lives. Through your preparation for tonight, you've been learning about the Christian community and experiencing it in a number of ways. I'm sure you've noticed that we like to talk a lot. We have a lot of stories to tell. You've probably got some questions about how it all fits together. I'll tell you a secret, it doesn't all fit, no matter what preachers tell you. It doesn't all fit most of the time, but every now and then, it all comes together. I think of the stories we tell like we told out in the courtyard tonight, kind of like a kaleidoscope. You see it, and then you can turn it, and you discover all sorts of new patterns. And the patterns we discover are different every time because we worship a living God. The Bible stories that we heard out in the courtyard tonight are kind of like our family stories that remind us of who we are. Tonight, just to recall them, we looked back at the beginning of all things to remember that we're part of a divine creation We remembered that after a great flood, the people of God saw a rainbow in the sky and realized that the power of the universe wanted them to flourish on the earth. You heard about Abraham and Sarah, our ancestors, who were blessed so that they could be a blessing to others. We heard the story of the Exodus reminding us that the power of God moves mightily in those who wish to be freed from oppression. Then there's that wonderfully weird Ezekiel story about dry bones knitting together and covered with flesh because the energy of new life was breathed into them. And then we remembered how our ancestors were in exile and returned, just kind of like we've been in a COVID exile these last three years and are seeking something like our old lives, our normal lives back again. It's a lot of stories to absorb in one sitting, but the last prayer that Nathan offered seeks to bring it together. He prayed that, it's one of my favorite prayers, that things which were cast down be raised up and things which had grown old be made new. And this is the hope That Easter is all about because Easter is the hope that we're not just stuck on a kind of cosmic merry-go-round going round and round but we're on a journey a journey toward the mystery we call God and you've been beckoned to join into this journey and tonight this congregation these people are thrilled that you've both joined in welcome aboard You'll discover that it doesn't all fit some of the time, but every now and then, it all comes together. Maybe it doesn't fit some of the time because Christian life is all about dying and rising, about how sometimes, you know, you have those times in your life when you think, okay, now, I've got it. i got it all figured out. And then life comes at us with unexpected things, unexpected ways. It's about moving through the changes that inevitably come, the changes that all of our lives know, like disappointments and losses and deaths of people we love. Things like getting it wrong, making bad decisions. In other words, in other words, it's about life, hard to understand most of the time, but every now and then it all comes together. Easter is the affirmation that there is nothing, nothing that can separate us from the love of God we know in Jesus Christ. We've been called by name, and we're Christ's own, as, as we said in baptism tonight. You are Christ's own forever and ever and ever. That's what the gospel story we just heard proclaims. Mary Magdalene's friend, Jesus, had just been executed. The world that she has known, the world that she's walked through with him for the last three years, has come to a sudden, shocking, tragic, violent, and final end. She is in that numb first state of grief that we all know. Her understandings, everything that she knew, doesn't fit this experience that she's in now. She saw him nailed to a cross, and she was afraid. She was afraid because she knew that just as the authorities had gotten him, they could get her too. So she gets up very early on that first Easter morning. She went to his tomb, and the stone was rolled away. And now she was really flabbergasted after telling her friends she seeks a moment, you know, the way you do when you're disoriented, to catch her breath, have a moment alone to figure out what happened. And then, and then she hears her name spoken. Mary. Then she recognizes it's Jesus. He says, Don't cling to me. In other words, don't hold on to what is past. That was then. This is now. This is a new life. Shannon and Sandra. Tonight, you have been called by name. You have been baptized and sealed as Christ's own forever. You are Christ's own forever. All of us who have been baptized are Christ's own forever. Easter says, remember who you are. And that's difficult because life keeps coming at us The future sometimes looks scary, but in baptism we have been marked own as Christ's forever. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing. But I want to come back to this kaleidoscope of images and stories and how you're supposed to hold it all in your mind together and make sense of the Christian way while you live your life. It doesn't all fit most of the time. But every now and then it comes together. And here's where the Easter stories about the appearance of the risen Christ are relevant. In every one of them, you can read them in the New Testament, the disciples at first don't recognize him. I don't know who it is. I think it's a ghost, not sure. And then they recognize him, and then he disappears. It's weird like that, but it's the nature of the spiritual life, and we symbolize this every time we gather at Eucharist. Here's what happens. At the end of the very long prayer, when we remember Jesus and bless bread and wine, the priest, you'll see Nathan do it in just a moment, holds up a big piece of bread. And at that moment, we see the unbroken bread and it all comes together. This bread, this wine, this community, this risen Christ. It all comes together, but then what happens? The priest breaks the bread. They're only like pieces. And we each just get a little piece of broken bread, that's it, that's it, why? Because we can only ever receive this in part. We can only ever glimpse it for a moment. Just like Mary in the garden, hearing her name spoken, realizing it was Christ risen, that he's gone. We only get this revelation in pieces. Shannon and Sharon, cherish tonight. Every Easter will be your anniversary. This is a great moment in your faith journey. There will be times when none of this makes sense at all. When you can't see how it all fits together, don't lose heart. It's happened to us all. Has it happened to anybody else here? Yeah. Join the crowd, welcome aboard. But every now and then, I hope for you, for you both, for me, for all of us here together, there will be moments when it all comes together. Maybe it'll be in worship. Maybe it'll be the words of a prayer, or the singing of a hymn, or hearing an anthem. Uh, Maybe it'll even be in a sermon. Who knows? God is good. (laughs) Or maybe it'll just be one of those times when you can't help but say, hallelujah, like, like when you look out at the ocean or down from a mountain and see the beauty of creation and know that you're part of the creation, you just can't help but say, Alleluia. Or when you see a rainbow in the sky, And you think about the amazing diversity of the human family from every language and race and people and culture and nation, women and men, straight, LGBTQ+, with all sorts of abilities and challenges. You see people with their lives trying to make a difference, trying to make the world a better place. And you just can't help but say, when you receive a blessing, and remember that the job when you receive a blessing is to pass it on to others, and you do that. You, you're blessed and you pass on the blessing, and, and you just can't help but, but say, Hallelujah. or when you stand with those who are oppressed, feeling the power of solidarity, you just can't help but say, Hallelujah. or when you encounter an impossible situation. Oh, there's so many impossible situations these days. Things that just seem unfixable, and then somehow the Spirit of God breathes into that situation, and the dry bones come to life, and you just can't help but say, or this Easter, after this long exile with COVID, and here we are again with one another in the church, with a community here and music, knowing the joy of being together. Well, guess what? It's Easter, and we just can't help but say, Hallelujah, Christ is risen.